survive, thrive, stay alive. It's time to get prepared with the Prepping Academy Podcast. Hey, welcome to the Prepping Academy. I am forced. There will be no Tenderfoot this evening. Tenderfoot is working hard. Can't make it this evening. We've got a special guest tonight. Um, JJS is what I call him. John Jacob Schmidt from Emron will be joining us in just a bit. Hey, um, we got so many updates that um, we're going to have to have a special show just on the updates, what's been going on Um know we've been off the air for a little bit, but when I explain to you some of the things we've we've been doing, um, I think you'll understand. So in um, 2019, we have a whole lineup of shows planned, special guests, uh, even some, going to offer you guys some free webinars that um, we're going to be pushing out. for everyone to take part in, we appreciate you signing up, giving us a thumbs up. So this evening, um, like I said, John Jacob Schmidt will be on. Hey, I do want to ask you to, um, we've got a new ad that's going to be planned. Uh, we want you to jump on over to preppingacademy.com. That's the website. Um, sign up for our mailing list. Uh, you will get Important updates about special guests, webinars, podcasts that we'll be producing. We're going to produce a schedule of future podcasts. Yeah, Tenderfoot, oh man, he's he's just not here this evening. I wish he was, but it's going to be an interview. And we did release PrepperNet.com. That's PrepperNet.com. One word, PrepperNet.com. It is a website that we're going to unite preppers in America. We need your help by going. There's a free membership. There's also a premium membership. We ask you to to join the premium membership, which will further enhance our abilities to take this nationwide. Um, the response at this point has been overwhelming. The partnerships that we have um, aligned yourself with is just amazing. We have the absolutely top people in this industry on our expert panel, and I'm going to read them off to you guys right now. Um, These are the biggest of the big when it comes to the industry. I think so, in my opinion. We have John Jacob Schmidt from Amron, Scott Hunt from Practical Preppers, Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy, Charlie Hogwood from Ready Prep, Samuel Copler from Ford Observer, Glenn Tate, 299 Days, Shelby Gallagher, she is a new author, and Glenn Tate's wife, Survivor Jane, Rick Austin, author Frank Hort, um, Ryan Mitchell from The Tiny Life, Brian Duff, and we've got the biggest of the big names right there. They're on my expert panel to take PrepperNet nationwide it has been growing gangbusters we um 
We ask you to go over there and join. There is a free basic. Um, we ask you for your email, your name, and your zip code. We don't ask you for your address or phone number. If you want to become a premium member, we do ask you to just sign up. That supports us for a year. The main goal for PrepperNet is to provide resources for local groups to meet. So we would we create the meeting, we create the meetup, we create we find the leaders, we help the leaders, and then in your area you can be meeting and networking with other preppers, and that's the the main focus of PrepperNet. Looking to meet other like-minded people in your area? Looking to start your own prepper group? Already have a group? PrepperNet has gathered the biggest names in the industry to help unite preppers everywhere. Join John Jacob Schmidt, Scott Hunt, Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy, Glenn Tate, Shelby Gallagher, Charlie Hogwood, Samuel Culper, Survivor Jane, Rick Austin, Franklin Horton, Ryan Mitchell, and Brian Duff. Our team is united. Check us out at PrepperNet.com. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. PrepperNet.com. Hey guys, welcome. We got Forrest here on the Prepping Academy. Tonight's special guest is John Jacob Schmidt from Amron. You've heard me talk about him in the past, and I'm so excited um, to have him on my show. First time, we've um, spent a lot of time on the phone and personal meetings here recently, and I'm so excited to bring you John Jacob Schmidt from Amron. John, you there? Yes, sir. Hey, great to have you, uh, or great to be with you. Uh, thank you so much for having me, and I uh, hope you're blessed as well. Uh, I know that I am, and uh, this is a privilege, so thank you so much. We, oh man, this is a, this is definitely a pr- privilege to have you on, and um, you know, I, I've been, you know, when I first started my show years ago, this mediocre show that I do, you, you were always one of the names that I wanted on, um, just to be honest, because I knew what Amron was. It, it was intimidating because at that time, ham radio was so foreign to me, and it was it was a future mm. goal, and that, now you're on. That's unbelievable. So, yeah, well, hey, uh, <laughs> thank you. I Hey, um, tell us about Amron and how Amron got started, and um, yeah, and how long ago was that? Well, Amron was uh, kind of a uh, it, it was really an, an unintended uh, venture. Uh, you know, I have a weekly podcast, Radio Free Redoubt. And uh, touches on uh, issues of the day that affect us as Christian patriots, and uh, talk about preparedness. Um, not a whole lot of emphasis on prepping per se, but uh, definitely a, a strong message that we need to be self-reliant, and we need to be we need to be prepared to weather any type of hardship so that we can be uh, effective in the rebuilding process. And uh, so. I started that podcast in 2011, in the spring of 2011, or early summer. And uh, within just a few months, I I realized that we have no standardized plan for like-minded patriots to link up with one another, to authenticate one another, uh, if there is a grid-down communications disruption 
power or you know conventional communications and uh so this comes from my my background was in the army i'm i'm a desert storm veteran i uh, served 9 years uh, uh including uh reserve reserve time as well as active duty awesome. and uh i i was uh, a radio operator communication specialist um with uh, the army special forces third group and then fifth group before that so uh, that was something that I just had thought that I had left behind in my life, in my past, and it was just something I used to do. But understanding the need for communications uh, and uh, realizing that there, there's really no standardized plan in place for patriots to link up with one another and to coordinate uh, for, for mutual assistance and uh, for uh, even command and control for you know, a conservative, patriot-minded uh, leadership in our communities and even uh, some of our elected officials. So uh, I started, well, it started off as the CH3 project or Channel 3 for your unlicensed uh, radios such as FRS, the Family Radio Service, or MERS, the Mobile right. Use Radio Service, and then C- CB Radio, which uh, in a uh, there was a, a preparedness uh, organization made up of uh, several families and that's actually how the CH3 project started. We we just mutually agreed that if there was a major catastrophic event, we would all go to channel three on whichever device that we happened to have. And most of us had more than one. Most of us had uh, either a MERS and a CB, or and the next guy has a CB and FRS and and so on. So we figured. Uh, this is the best way for us to increase the chances of being able to link up with each other uh, so that we could travel together, so that we could uh, operate, coordinate together, and, and so on. And uh, so through Radio Free Redoubt, I started the CH3 project, which is uh, kind of an emergency emergency preparedness communications plan, very informal, but uh, it, it uh, gained popularity, and then we expanded that into uh, your licensed radio operators and uh, amateur radio so what was intended to be what was intended to be a communications network for the american redoubt which is the inland pacific northwest states of idaho montana wyoming and then eastern uh, idaho or eastern washington and eastern oregon that that's what makes up the american redoubt very politically very conservative area and uh, so that was the intent, to keep the American Redoubt connected. And uh, as I've mentioned before, there's, we began getting uh, contacted by amateur radio operators that are patriots, Christian patriots and from Texas and from Colorado and, and Tennessee and elsewhere saying, uh, we, really, we like what you've got. And uh, can we join even though we don't live in the American Redoubt? And we said, well, of course. And uh, and then it just grew from there. So uh, we went quickly from 100 radio operators to about three or 400 operators, and then to 1,200 operators. And now we have we have uh, over 6,000 people now signed up with Amron. Wow! And probably about 500, over 500 of those are Amron Core, which are your more serious uh, radio operators, much more invested, uh, more experienced, or uh, they're willing to invest and become experienced and, and trained. And uh, 
so now we have operators outside the United States. We have uh, folks involved in Amron in Canada, uh, Puerto Rico, uh, South America, uh, England, right? uh, South South Africa now. Oh, South Africa. Um, that's right. I meant. Yep. Yeah, and we're working with the folks in uh, with the the Sightlanders, which is a uh, well, that's the largest non-government civil defense organization in the world, and uh, so of course. We're learning from them as well, but uh, they 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 claim they've learned a lot from the Americans. Are very resourceful and light years ahead of uh, most others in the the prepper community um, around the world. So uh, it's been a really mutual mutually beneficial arrangement and uh, uh, relationship with those guys. So you but, started this uh, on a just kind of like a, a family and friends plan using simple basic radios to actually becoming a nationwide, almost worldwide at this point, communication plan. Yeah, yeah. And we've been contacted by a large... It's it's just a huge blessing. And and, uh, now it's it's grown exponentially. It's it's very encouraging. We've been involved in real-world disasters from fire, wildfires to hurricanes to floods and uh, uh, so on. Matter of fact, uh, the eastern region of Amron was activated because of the, uh, the snowstorm uh, warnings. And uh, a lot of uh, folks were, they were grid down. And so they activated the Amron net uh, as a way of sharing information and calling, you know, uh, arranging for assistance and help for those who may need it. And uh, so, yeah, it, it's it's evolved from just a uh, the end of the world as we know it, uh, grid down uh, type of communications network to actually a emergency and civil defense communications network, and uh, where we've we've actually been able to train and uh, contribute to uh, to helping our, our fellow countrymen during times of need during real real disasters and all of this is really training for uh you know what what could the future could hold that you know we may not even be able to to see at this point how all of this may be used but uh it's there's a general consensus among the the members of the operators of Amron that this is uh, all all of the even the real world uh, operations that we're involved in are really training for something bigger yet to come that we, you know, we we don't even know what that is, but that that gut sense is telling you, um, you know, there's there's a lot of turmoil in the world and there's more to come, right. and uh, these skills and this network and these relationships will be will be critical for us uh, getting yes. through that in the future. And, and a lot of people believe that the government and um, other organizations are prepared for a true grid down situation where there'll still be communications within America. And I, I, I would say that that is incorrect. Um, I would think that the, um, the major communications, if there's a grid down within a few weeks, um, I think your organization, Amron will be the base level of communication for all of America. I truly believe that after researching and talking to people. Well, 
there's some merit to that. We won't be the only ones. There, there, are, there are some other uh, Patriot uh, radio nets and so on, but uh, we really have uh, taken it on as a mission or even a cause, if you will. Uh, right. But, uh, you know, as far as, as, far as um, trying to gauge how effective the government is going to be, as far as their, they will maintain their communications, uh, the government doesn't have the federal government, um, and many of the states don't have a very good track record of being effective during times of disaster. Uh, they're usually very cumbersome. They're slow. They're uh, ineffective, and and uh, we've seen that we've seen that time and again. Now, um, and that's not to, meant to bash on anybody. It's just a giant machine with tons of moving parts, lots of money, um, uh, inadequate accountability. And we've seen this demonstrated where now I would say I would say among the military, you will see excellent communications and command and control uh, if the if the playing field is leveled. In other words, if, let's say, Russia or China or somebody else doesn't target our satellites or if there's not an EMP or, you know, I mean. But but uh, let's say just a just a social meltdown, economic global economic crisis, uh, you know, just a uh, without the um, without I guess an EMP or satellite targeting type of uh, attack, uh, the military will will probably have very effective communications, but it'll be very internal because the military, as much as they try to, they don't have really very good interoperability with the civilian sector. It's in terms of grid down emergency communications. And, and so <clears throat> um, I can see the military being effective, about the only effective entity in our federal government. Uh, now, in, in case you're not aware of it, there's, there's a, uh, a major earthquake that on the West Coast, scientists and disaster planners have been training toward and and preparing toward. It's the main disaster that a lot of your emergency services kind of orient their their scenarios toward because uh, it's called the Cascadia subduction zone uh, where, Mm -hmm. you know, two plates, one's diving under another off the West Coast. And then um, it it produces an earthquake of at least 9.0 about every, I guess, 300 years. And they're saying we're overdue for that. And they're saying that the, the pressure is building. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And when it goes, uh, all the, the estimates from the planners are that um, s- several hundred thousand people, up to 1 to 1.2 million people will, will be killed uh, along the West Coast just from the earthquake. And then wow. uh, the tsunami will follow 20 minutes later. Will kill probably another million to a million and a half. And uh, their estimates are that there are places that will be uh, inaccessible for weeks and even months in some of the communities. They've been told prepare to be on your own for months. It would take. It's that massive, and it covers three states, including British Columbia, uh, of Canada. Uh, so Oregon, Washington, and Northern California, um, major population centers up and down that area. Yeah. So yep. uh, they, they've been planning for this. They're expecting large numbers of, of um, casualties and catastrophic damage to the infrastructure. And, 
catastrophic in the in the academic sense. I mean, in other words, something's damaged beyond the point it is not repairable. Uh, it will have to be reconstructed. Bridges and overpasses and roads and and there are hundreds and hundreds of bridges that interlink that whole uh, West Coast area. Right. Um, yep. All these water inlets and so on. So um, uh, I took the long way of saying they finally did a massive government-ran training exercise uh, called Cascadia Rising, and that was in 2016. And we we tracked that, uh, used that as a signals intelligence or SIGINT exercise where all we did was monitor. We just monitored the traffic that uh, the military, uh, the MARS, uh, the National Guard, your civilian organizations, um, your ARIES, RACES organizations. <clears throat> we monitored their traffic. And uh, it, it, it seemed, of course, any disaster is going to be chaotic. It's chaotic when we do it. As, as organized as we like to think we are, it's chaotic for us. Disasters, warfare, whatever, they're just chaotic. And uh, they, you know, they create a lot of um, really stressful operating conditions. So uh, my hat's off to them for really kind of stretching their, their capabilities. But uh, in the end, the briefings that came out, uh, I know specifically Washington State, which is probably one of the more organized disaster response organizations, their military department is their equivalent of FEMA, but at the state level. Their assessment afterward and their after-action report was their number one point of failure was communications. Wow. Now, we're huh. talking, we're talking uh, about state-level agencies with comms rigs, that are really in the tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars per rig. They've got everything in there. I mean, everything that a communications, uh, a radio operator could ever dream of and more. And uh, the problem is, first of all, it's a lot of money for a lot of equipment that most everyone does not know how to use. Uh, they don't know uh, how to troubleshoot their equipment when they experience failures. Um, very few qualified and trained people to to really make the most use. They might be able to get one or two radios operational, but all of the rest of the stuff is a bunch of dials and buttons and blinking lights. They really don't. They're not. They're not trained up to, to really make full use of uh, huh. these these um, comms rigs, trucks with comms vans. I mean, they're they're it's amazing what you could do with just one of those rigs. That the uh, what we could do as far as in in the way of out outfitting an Amron operator or scores of Amron operators would be uh, it's mind blowing the capabilities wow. that would give us with that kind of money. But um, and then once again, like I said, there when something fails, they're unable to adequately troubleshoot their own equipment because they're used to in the government. When something doesn't work, you fill out a trouble ticket, you turn it into, you know, the uh, the yep. S4 shop, you know, and, and uh, you just get issued another one. Well, in a, in a grid down emergency disaster communications situation, uh, there's oftentimes there isn't backup. Uh, there there right. is no shop to turn your equipment into. So what sets us apart is that uh, I I believe is that each 
each of the operators, they're invested, they've invested their own money, their own time, their own resources. They're dedicated to training, not because it's a job, because they work for the state and they just happen to be working in this communications section with this uh, whiz-bang uh, equipment. They, they look at this as a cause, and they look at their role as a very critical role in being able to respond to a disaster. They're very invested in, in their equipment and their training, and uh, they also are intimately familiar with their own equipment. And uh, although it's not standardized, there's multiple different types of brands and models of radios that are used. But the most common ones that are used, uh, you, you'll see used, you know, across across the network. Right. Um, you'll find, you know, uh, 50 other operators using the same the same radio, and they're able to work with each other and learn to become intimately familiar with their equipment. They can troubleshoot their equipment. They can quickly overcome. Um, uh, and they failures. have backups. I mean, everyone I know that's in Amron yeah. has backups as well, uh, sourced for their own yep. power, um, even protected from, you know, like in a Faraday cage. I mean, they just, just, that's just what they do. That's what you've taught them, and they do that. It's pretty, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. So let right. me, uh, or they strive for that. Right, yes. So let me step back because um, I've got to, um, I've got to confess some things to you. And I, and I, and I told you this when, um, we met a couple of weeks ago that, um, uh, you know, two years ago, comms was not important to me at all. Zero. Matter of fact, I made some people mad by some of the statements I made about, you know, communications. You can, communications won't keep you alive. You can't eat radio frequencies. I made all these dumb statements a couple of years ago because I never really thought through it. Um, Read a few books, right. listened to several of your podcasts, all your podcasts about, and um, and I, I came up with a new term, and I changed my entire mind, and I said, you know what, uh, radio waves, you can't eat them, but information you don't know can kill you. Um, you need to have information right. to be able to make good, wise, intelligent decisions, and that comes from ham radio because when the grid goes down or something happens that's where you get your communications and yeah. um, bring in some of forward observers um, teachings when it comes to um, intelligence gathering it's kind of the complete package right. there but um, so I've changed I'm a new man I, I believe communications <laughs> and and I can prove that because you know this that we've done two webinars um for the PrepperNet, PrepperNet community. And we've had over 370 people sign up for the webinars that you know Mercury Zero, Zero One's been teaching. That's just amazing. Oh, so he's awesome. I'm yeah. training them. And then now I'm going to, you know, and we'll get into that a little bit later, but then I'm going to hand them off to you to get them to the level of experience and knowledge they need. A couple more questions back on right. Amaron, though. So you run this. Is this a major corporation sponsorship? I mean, how does uh, Amron survive? Um, how does um, how do you how do you do this? I mean, are you full time? What where are you wanting this to go? How can um, yeah. you know people even join and support you in this effort to really? I mean, it's patriots wanting to save the United States in a sense if something happens. But yeah, go ahead. Right. 
Yeah, um, the uh, you know there's, there's a saying that that I've often used, especially with friends of mine who drag their feet as far as getting their communications up, and that is that uh, you know if if something happens and and they're they're sitting there preaching that there you know there could be some major event and we need to prepare, and I remind them that if I cannot communicate with you, you just become somebody that I used to know. You've got to be able to communicate. We've got to be able to communicate with each other, and. Uh, uh, for us to you know, for us to be able to to get through these things, we have to yeah you have to make you have to make wise decisions, but but uh, you can't make wise decisions if you can't make informed decisions, and that's the whole point of communications is sharing the information. Now uh, the the other thing is too is face it, radio communications and ham radio it just isn't as sexy as you know, running and gunning with uh, AR-15s and doing magazine change drills and things like that. You I know, mean, so I've been to where the a ham field. fest. I've seen the guys. They're, you know, they're older in age and a little nerdy looking. Yeah. Come on, let's be real. <laughs> Bad old nerds, right. Yeah. Not, you know, you're young warriors. <laughs> we, do have, we do have young warriors in the ranks, though. Yes, um, yes. But, uh, yes. you know, uh, but I wanted to say something to that. There is something for everyone. And I've told this story, I've, I don't know how many times when, when I've spoken, but I'll share it here. I was at an event with several uh, patriot leaders and preparedness leaders, and we all gave presentations on our, our area of expertise. And uh, one, of, one of the guys said, you know, everybody needs to train with a weapon. You need to be doing drills. You need to be doing squad tactics. Everybody needs to know this basic stuff. Well, afterward, a couple of uh, uh, little old ladies, literally, came up to me and they said, we, we agree with what he's saying, but we're not young men. We can't be running through the woods with AR-15s. So what are we supposed to do? I said, well, I said, can you operate a radio? And they both looked at me and said, uh, well, I suppose, yes, we could. I said, well, there you go. We need radio operators. We're going to need nurses. We're going to need drivers. Uh, you know, so, uh, and incidentally, about six months later, I was at another event, and they were there, and they came up to me and said, guess what we did? We went and got our ham licenses, and so wow. uh, now they're getting their palms wow. up, and they said, uh, we never really thought about it. So there is something for everyone, and you know what? There's a lot of fat old men that used to be young warriors, but right. uh, they've blown out their knees. All the stuff they did when they were young and invincible is caught up with them, and uh, so you know they're hobbling around with a cane, but they can operate a dog on radio. So, okay, uh, let me just tell you, uh, yeah, I, just want I got my general license, by the way. I, I want you to know, I do have my general. <laughs> and, Good job. And one, one, and one of the, um, the statements that I make a lot, and I, I said this in a, in, in a webinar I just did a few, um, like a week ago, and I've said this before, is that um, if you don't have ham communications, if a grid down happens, your loved ones that are 200 miles away from you you will never see or hear from again without ham communications. Right. Yep, that's right. I've made people cry from that, but go ahead. Yeah, I'm, you know, and uh, uh, yeah, how do you, you know, support this, yourself? It's a very, it's and a very I mean, how statement. does Amron operate? Well, um, I, it started off out of my own pocket. Uh, I was a de Department of Defense contractor uh, full-time, and then uh, the 
this just kept growing. So I, I, uh, the cost kept growing, the website and things like that. So um, I, I produced the uh, signals operating instructions or the SOI. Uh, in the military, we have a, a CEOI, and then we have an SOI. And an SOI is kind of a stripped-down version of, you know, what frequency to turn to, when, you know, who to contact and how. And and so I put together this standardized communications plan for Amron and for all patriots. You don't have to be an Amron member uh, by any means. But uh, and, and I just made that available for a $6 donation. And... Uh, I, you know, I've added to it. It's like 52 pages now. I'm in the middle of revising that. I had to push that finished product out to uh, this coming spring. But um, uh, essentially, that's how I was making money. And of course, you know, it's just a, just a couple hundred dollars, uh, $150 a month, you know, and that uh, was covering my basic costs. But uh, due to the previous administration, ran by the president, yeah. who will not be Named. You know, uh, named. He uh, he started cutting and slicing and dicing the military budget, and and uh, of course DOD contractors are an expendable asset. So my position was cut along with uh, many others, and I found myself uh, kind of at a crossroads. And I made an <clears throat> excuse me, I made an appeal to the listeners, and I said, this this is where I am. I have to make a career change or seek another contract that will not give me the flexibility and the time that I need to continue doing this. So the only way I can continue doing this is if you guys are, are willing to step up and, uh, you know, financially contribute five, ten dollars a month, twenty dollars a month or whatever. And uh, and the, the response was just uh, amazing. Well, of course, it still wasn't enough to, to make ends meet. But um, uh, I had several Amaron operators approached me and said, you've got to have a paid membership. We know you're all about the cause. You're not in this for the money, but man, you've got to, you cannot, Amron cannot just fade away and and you, you have to keep doing Radio Free Redoubt. The things you talk about are just, you know, that important. And it's um, that important, yeah. So after, after consulting with several people, we settled on what would be, you know, reasonable, shouldn't break the bank, but uh, it should be... Uh, Something that where somebody's got some skin in the game, they, they've they've invested something. So we decided on forty dollars a year, and uh, our our uh, uh, for the paid membership that's Amron Core, and uh, in addition to that, we uh, we wanted to make some other features available to them. So we have a forum that's uh, Amron Core password protected. Uh, we uh, operate on the Znet, uh, it's password protected. So there's other um, training that we do, and so there, there's value to it. And uh, what's what's really come out of that is the the relationships, then the camaraderie that has come from that, which is really priceless, and uh, some amazing friendships and bonds, and uh, really it's strengthened our network for these guys to be able to uh, really begin coordinating with each other, meeting with each other, doing events together, and. Uh, uh, so that came from from uh, the Amron Core membership, which is our paid membership, and that is when you really begin to learn. You talk about being out there, kind of foundering. We're working on some educational products to help the guy that's kind of floating out there and he doesn't know where to start, doesn't know where to begin, he feels overwhelmed, to kind of bring them along. But Amron Core has done that, and Am uh, there are so many mentors. 
where these guys are regularly in contact with one another daily. And so you get somebody that comes on the Z-Net and they say, uh, you know, hey, I, I'm trying to, I just bought this radio and I'm trying to get it set up and can somebody meet me on the air and do some testing with me. And there'll be several people respond and, and walking these guys through and troubleshooting their equipment and setting up the software programs so you're not alone. And right. that's, the real, that's the real value of it. But that paid membership has allowed me to do this. And, and I'll tell you what, I, I, took, I make half of what I did before as a contractor. And uh, it is barely above poverty level. Yeah, you're <laughs> doing this okay as a... Because yeah. Yeah, you're to not me, doing this, this to make cause. money. Yeah. Yep. I, I'm I believe I believe in this. I believe it's important. I believe it was, you know, what I was called to do. Uh I could be off doing other things, um, you know, making more money and serving me. But uh, I don't know. I I didn't uh, my conscience couldn't couldn't let me do that. It kept me here where where I am with Amron and Radio Free Redoubt. And it's it's um the rewards well, I that's just a whole nother tangent I could go on, but um the testimonies about how people are being affected um, and changed. And uh, it's just the impact that it's had on people just makes you, you know, you know, you're doing the right thing. And so yeah, that's especially, what you see on track. Yeah. You, you produced a video called comes up and I remember watching that. That was one of the first steps of me being yeah. uh, <laughs> transferred into this comms geek. Um, because the the, um, the video is like a real life where this girl kind of um, is driving, and I mean it's a must watch for everyone. If you don't think comms are important, and you'll you'll watch this this young girl kind of get stranded, and she has this um, I guess a bug out bag or a get home bag, and she opens it up and reads the instructions that her father wrote for her. And I'm like, oh, you know, I have a daughter. I mean, how important is yeah. this? Would I want my daughter to have this? And then she she does you know she you know reads the instructions, gets in touch with another ham operator that is happen that is Amron, and boom it's I mean that that started my re, um, path to recovery right there. <laughs> From, yeah, it, it did. Yeah, it did. and, and did. that calms up calms up and calms up too. Both of those kind of I guess docudramas really shed light uh, light on several different aspects or components of communications and the roles that they could play and uh, starts you know getting uh, introducing the viewers to digital communications and uh, why and how that can be important how that might be implemented and of course that's just scratching the surface you know of right. uh, you know what's beneath the surface is, is massive and you know you don't have to be here's the other thing too I know it, I know it's scary and it's technical and there's a lot to that, but you know, not everybody has to be, uh, you know, Navy SEAL level uh, gun runner, right? But everybody should know how to to uh, to handle and, and you know um, to effectively employ a combat rifle. Not everybody needs to go and get their EMT license in your group, but you should have one or two EMT licenses or doctors or nurses. And then, but every single person should know how to put on a battle dressing, right? And and a yes. tourniquet. So not everybody has to be the communications specialist guru geek, but you should have one or two in your group that that you, even if you got to pitch in to help those guys get 
get up and running, get the equipment that they need. Your group's going to benefit. And not everybody should be that, that level of specialty. Find the person that's drawn to that and, and foster that. But every single person in your group should know how to properly make a radio call, and they should have the means to be able to make at least tactical communications. So, And if you don't know... What people are waking up to... Yeah, and if you're right. not used to doing this, that thing is a brick. That's all it is if you don't know the basic operations of a radio right. and um and right. and how to call a repeater and things there's so there there's basic this is an is a it is a device that you have to to get in your hands and practice and start to understand and I agree with you 100% you don't have to get your doctorate degree in ham but you need to have basic functions cuz there's I don't know some of the radios you can dial in a million frequencies so if, if you right. don't Right. have knowledge beforehand, you know, just being able to turn on it, it, it it's literally a brick. Um, and so that's one of the reasons that right. PrepperNet, man, we're pushing everyone. You got to at least get your, we're, we're saying general because um, I studied for my technician. Then later I took the general and I did the same studying um, for both. I mean, I, I did it the simple way. I took an hour a day for seven days and took the test on the eighth day. That's the way I did it. I just learned the test, which um, in ham radio right. is kind of different. You get a license to learn. Um, and then you <laughs> right. learn actually. <laughs> yeah, then you, yeah, license to practice. And so I wished of, I would have kind of studied both of them mixed and taken the test once, which is easier said. I mean, it's easier done than you think. I mean, it really is not hard. So it's not hard to get the test. Um, I have a friend, his 76-year-old mother um, has got her general license, and she's gotten that within the last couple years. So, hey. Good for her. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 it's important to answer the why for that. And, uh, again, it's not for everyone. You're talking uh, technician license is going to allow you to operate on VHF and UHF, which is essentially what that means is your close-up communications within your community. And uh, uh, that's that's what we call tactical communications. And tactical communications – oh, and, and the other thing, too, I want to tie into this. We have not – it seems like we may have left some of our CH3 non-licensed radio operators in the dust, but uh, this – Two responses to that. First of all, the organization had to evolve. We had to achieve, get out of tactical level comms and get into operational and strategic level communications. Uh, But uh, all of our operators are encouraged to be uh, the link to our non-licensed radio operators. All of our nets and our net control operators are encouraged to direct the nets to break at some point during their nets, usually halfway through the net, to stop and encourage all of the operators to reach out on the unlicensed bands, whichever right. radio they have, and some of them have them all. Some of them just have a CB, or they just have FRS, but that's okay. To take the time to stop the amateur radio license, or the amateur radio net, and reach out and say, hey, this is the Amron net, channel three on FRS. Is there anybody out there listening? Okay, I don't hear you. So, um, if you can hear me and I can't hear you, here's the net word of the week, or here's the news. Um, this is this bridge is out on highway such and such, and um, you know they're encouraging everybody to stay indoors or whatever it is. Um, you know, and and 
even if you don't have two-way communications, at least get a scanner and a shortwave radio with single sidebands. You can at least receive information and stay informed. But uh, but the the what's unique about Amron is the link between the unlicensed radio operators and the licensed radio operators, and, uh, and that that really takes care of your tactical communications. And tactical communications are, like I said, that that's what most people are concerned with, and that's what your technician license will do a great job and go a long way toward helping you with that. But that, that's essentially tactical communications is getting on the radio and saying, hey, there's a truck coming up the road I've never seen before, uh, you know, heads up, guys. Um, you know, that, that's, it's just real close within your community, within your neighborhood, or reaching across town, uh, that type of thing. Um, but the Amron, especially Amron core operators, they're also handling operational-level comms and strategic-level comms. That's, in other words, assisting with command and control with your leadership in your communities, uh, maybe some of your elected officials, your, your pastors that are, um, the, have the, the, the right mindset, I guess. They're patriots, right. they're preparedness-minded. Yep. You know, uh, their head's in the game. Uh, you've got influential community leaders. All of these guys, they're going to need communication support for operating within their communities and sharing information with other communities outside their area, that's your strategic level communications, your command and control. So not everybody has to be at that level. But you should have one or two people who are within your group on that level. That's your general class licenses. That's going to be your lifeline to a larger nationwide network where information sharing, you guys can call for help, you can reach the network, you can uh, you know, help with the strategic level intelligence and communications and coordinating uh, with others. Um, and you can't do that unless you have a general class license or higher. Uh, and of course, we can get into, well, you know, the end of the world, uh, you won't need a license, so it won't matter. And that's a whole other argument as well we can get into. But um, uh, Yeah, but you won't so, have the experience at that time to... Unless you do have these licenses, you won't have the experience to pull that off. Hey, do you mind um, mentioning, I remember on one of your podcasts, you talked about how Amron, and we're going to get in a couple things like this, but you um, helped with the wild, wildfires, um, and you guys were a, a major, uh, or very instrumental in helping some com- communities during the wildfires. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, that's that's uh, what Amron's about. I mean, that's helping saving lives in communities. Right, right. And and there's, there's oh, boy. Well, let's talk about that one. Particularly, I think what you're referring to are the wildfires in Washington State in 2015. Um, mm-hmm. Very similar to what California has recently experienced. Uh, but uh, a little bit different dynamics politically and socially, you know, on the ground with uh, with uh, recent California fires. But in Washington, uh, w- there were multiple towns that had been evacuated because of the threat of the fires. And some of these towns were actually had multiple fires uh, converging on them. Uh, we had uh, an Amron operator. We, we put the word out. We put an alert out for all of Amron operators in the, in the area who are able to, to be on the air and to monitor in case anybody's trapped or stranded or, you know, they need help. Uh, and then I put an email out to all of our Washington Amron members saying, we are on the air for you. If you find yourself in danger and you're 
uh, because the word that we were getting was that cell phones are down, landlines are down, the grid's power's down, roads are blocked off by fires, and so on and so forth. We said, if all you've got is ham radio, we want to let you know we're going to be on the air with you. And uh, one of those Amron operators got out of his town, uh, went to another town where he had internet, and he emailed me back and said, our town is evacuated except for about 30 people, and uh, the firefighters and the city uh, city administration, the mayor, all these people are staying in the town. So he said, we need help. We're, we have no communications, nothing. We're grid down. We have no water. We have no uh, nothing. And there's these fires are uh, expected to cut the road off access in here, and we're going to be trapped. So uh, we mobilized and uh, met up with him. He introduced us to the mayor and the fire chief. Uh, they they uh, gladly accepted our offer to help them with communications. Uh, we set up a, a, a kind of a command, well, across from their command post, we set up a comm center or a communication center and uh, immediately began getting receiving uh, news and weather reports, which were critical for us to understand the behavior of the fire because we were blind on the inside of there. We didn't know what was going on outside the, over the top of the mountains. We had smoke everywhere and uh, you could see fire on a lot of the mountains, but uh, we essentially had no idea what was, what was happening outside of that little community. Uh, and on the other side to that, um, that town basically vanished as far as the rest of the world's concerned. They had no communications coming from that town. And there were rumors that, Oh, this town over here is burnt to the ground, and that town there is cut off, and all the people are dead, and it was it got just wild. So we were able to give accurate, timely reports about the real situation on the ground there. Uh, the town was not burned to the ground; nobody's dead. Uh, you know, we're we're fine, and this is our this is what we, our needs are. Right. And uh, so, yeah, we we're able to work with. Uh, oh, and the other thing, the other thing that we have within Amron is what's called the Black Echo Rebroadcasting oh, yeah. Project. Um, so we have uh, we have operators uh, all across the country who have AM or FM low power broadcasting transmitters uh, that operate on the broadcast uh, dial. So just like you tune in, because everybody everybody has an AM or an FM radio in their car right. or at home, right? So yes, um, we're able to transmit we're able to transmit on uh, the uh, on the FM dial on the broadcasting spectrum there. And so we set that up. We set up Black Echo, Radio Free Readout Black Echo in this town of Conconoli. And uh, we were able to give live reports. The mayor was able to come across the street and give updates as far as uh, the need to evacuate the last of the people that were still in that town. So, um, and in between, we played music and songs, you know, just and we'd break in with news reports and things like that. And it was, it was a, a huge psychological uh, comfort and value to the people that were still there is pretty high, highly stressful for them. But, um, so we were able to basically have our own radio station. They were all excited. Conconoli actually oh, yeah. has its own radio station now. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and we've had, we've had folks run black echo, uh, stations during real world emergencies and during practice nets as well. Um, but we, we did broadcast one during our, uh, podcast. Our, oh yeah. We did one during bug out weekend. We had last year. I think I, I mentioned to you, um, we, oh, good. We, good. We, yeah. we had it. We were playing your podcast, actually. Um, so we oh. have several people. <laughs> yeah, several people in our network that have that. So a couple things, um, you know, 
we never really touched paths, but um, in the hurricane came up, um, Florence came up, and we were kind of recruited by Forward Observer, meaning the Carolina Prepper Network, which is now PrepperNet, to kind of help him right. with gathering intel. And so directly and indirectly, we kind of worked together um, by uh, and really making a difference, partnering with the Cajun Navy, which was partnering with the Cajun, um, excuse me, with Ford Observer, that was giving intel to yep. the Cajun Navy and AMRAR right. operators, you know, local, some of them down in that area. And we were provide all of us were working together and really made a huge difference, I think, and saved some lives during Florence. And that was kind of the first yep. time we've ever work together, but yet we didn't even know we were working together. Uh, right. It, yeah. it was, um, uh, we knew about it once it took place, but it wasn't anything that was planned in advance. Right. And uh, so, yeah, it worked really well. And, you know, as far as the forward observer goes, that is essentially a, uh, a, a Patriot slash prepper intelligence gathering uh, network, much like Amron is a uh, you know communications and radio operator network. The uh, Forward Observer is an intelligence gathering, processing, analyzing right uh, yep. network. And and uh, so the, the whole reason why we communicate is to share information so people can be informed and so they can inform others. But uh, you've got the intelligence guys without without intelligence. We're just radio operators talking about the weather and hey, how's right. how's everything? Going? And we had, we how were the you? feet on the ground because yeah. we had preppers right. everywhere and within our organization down there, living it, yeah. going through it, which we would get that information provided to Forward Observer. You guys, some right. of your Amron operators, were communicating out, and you know we the, uh, Forward Observer was dispatching the Cajun Navy. And more recently, Correct. I'm not even sure if you know this, but um, and that's why this is the big surprise. But um, there was a a um, situation just this past weekend in North Carolina where a nurse, chemo nurse, needed to get to work. Yep. And and we in the PrepperNet community, we knew it was going to be a kind of major big deal for the Carolinas. So we opened up our Zellonet because we are not quite. My users are not quite all the way to Hamron operator, Amron operators yet, but we're getting there. But um, so we Good. opened up our emergency Zellonet, and this call. I'm not sure if you know this came through our emergency Zellonet that this lady, chemo nurse, needed to get you know to the hospital so she could treat her patients. That actually came yeah. through. PrepperNet, then um, he won't mind, but Mercury Zero One kind of, which is an Amron Core member, he's also a member of the PrepperNet, and between the two organizations working together, I mean, we actually made a difference in someone's life. Well, Did, yeah, I, I was briefed on that, and uh, um, it, it was it was very cool because. Uh, uh, Mercury Zero One got a hold of another uh, Amron core operator in that area right. who was able to then reach. He was not in a position to be able to uh, provide transport for this nurse. So he was able to get a hold of another licensed ham operator who's not even affiliated with Amron 
and coordinate transportation to go pick up the nurse and get her uh, to where she needed to go um, because there was a well, pretty critical role that she played. So, yeah, right. it's, it's really exciting to see that working together. Now, we use what we call the ZNet is actually, you know, Zello. It's the walkie-talkie app that you can download. Right. And uh, those are all uh, strictly Amron Core um, channels that we operate on. And uh, so one thing I, w- I want to encourage the listeners and uh, the members of PrepperNet uh, is uh, a couple things. It's really important. It's exciting that you have all these people on the air, not not on the air. You have all these people talking to each other over an app that is internet dependent. So, right. Uh, the, the, what's unique, what's different, and unique about Amron is that while we were using the internet where it's up to communicate and coordinate on the Znet or the Zello app, they were also simultaneously sending status reports to each other over the air on HF radio. So if the grid goes down, they don't skip a beat. They're already operational. They're already on the air, and they're continuing the traffic that's, uh, that they've already been, I guess, simulcasting, duplicating um, over HF that they've been talking about on the Znet. So uh, just a word of caution not to let that become a crutch where you oh, no. think, hey, we got communication. We're good to go. Uh, well, you because know, those those folks that are just strictly they're they're not they're not up to speed as far as their HF radio wireless communications. Um, if that goes down, they're done. They're com- they're shut down. It's like they're on the sidelines. And that brings us to the something. point of when I um, I think I reached out to you um, and said we need help. You have a nationwide yeah. network of ham operators. You have a emergency um, nationwide emergency communication plan. Why can't we partner together? And I have brand new ham operators that need to be educated. They need to learn. They need practice. Why can't PrepperNet and Amron partner together? We'll train them, and you kind of will handle the communication piece for this national network that we're building of, of, of preppers, and you be our communication arm. And you said yes, and I'm like, wow, what a what? A, I mean, yeah. I think it's a it's a it's a great thing because I do have like 400 now um, general. Um, excuse me, technician and general license operators that is waiting on your Amron University. <laughs> oh, don't tell them. Don't wait. There, there's. Uh, do not wait. Uh, the, oh no, we got them. We got them plugged in. Yeah. Right now, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. And so, okay, I want to add a couple of points of clarification there, as well. Okay, so uh, within within Amaron, there are uh, three different, uh, I guess, informal categories of Amaron members. There are your. Uh, uh, unaffiliated Amron members, there's your affiliated Amron members, and then there's your organic Amron operators. Now, folks join Amron, uh, and they come from various different walk, walks of life, backgrounds, and, and uh, with different um, intentions. And uh, some of them are uh, 
let's say they're the communications guys for their their mutual assistance group in their community. Uh, maybe a network of churches that are working toward preparedness, and they got a couple of their they've got several comms guys, and uh, they will join Amron, so they have a lifeline to a larger network and a resource for training. And uh, you have the militia guys. They all have, handle their own communications. They have their own communications plans. But their top uh, communications guys will join Amron Core so that they're tied into a larger network. Now, those guys are affiliated. So, in other words, they join Amron or join Amron Core, but they're actually they, their, their first uh, loyalty and dedication is to the organization they're supporting, even though they've joined Amron Core. So, uh, uh, and then you've got your unaffiliated. It's just Joe Blow with his family. He he's uh, he understands the importance of comms. He wants to contribute to his community, but he's not part of any group or network or anything. So he joins Amron Corps. He's unaffiliated with any organization, and uh, he just wants to be the lifeline for his community and tied in with inf- news uh, and information. And then there is the organic Amron Corps operator. The organic operator, basically, they belong to Amron. So if if, uh, if there's a disaster and we say, time to deploy, they're not going to say, well, I've got this thing over here. I already promised my pastor I'd do, or I promised the militia guys that I, I can't leave them. I they, they, they are, their first dedication and loyalty is to Amron when there's an Amron need. It overrides other things. So you've got, so you've got your, your organic, that's your Amron, they're committed to Amron. Uh, then you've got your affiliated, which are so your militia or you know, your church or maybe prepper net. Um, their first dedication is to the organization that they're that they're operating in, working with, and then you're unaffiliated. So, just uh, kind of re recapping yes. that. So, yes. um, I'm excited about this partnership, but I, I want to remind them that um, uh, Amron is a resource for them to learn what they need to learn to to be surrounded by mentors that are helping people every day on the air, get up on the air and advance in their communications. Where we're, we've moved beyond just simple voice communications, we're very, very heavily involved in digital communications uh, using free software that, uh, that you can operate on your laptop. We're re- literally, like we did with the wildfires in, in uh, central Washington, we were able to send welfare traffic from ha- over ham radio from a remote location with no power, Except what we provided ourselves, no, no cell phone, no landline, no anything. We were completely self-sufficient, self-reliant, and we were able to send emails to loved ones of people that were in that town. We were able to send texts to loved ones' families in other parts of the country to let them know that they're alive. Um, we're able to send text messages and, and forms that can be printed out. Uh, for uh, for our leadership, for example, we were able to put out a uh, a situation report about the situation on the ground as it relates to the fires. And there was a county commissioner on the east part of the state, east side of the state, who said that uh, somehow, some way, I have no idea how they got this, but the Washington State Patrol delivered this Amron sit rep or situation report to this county commissioner's office. And he came in in the morning, he sees this sit rep, and he said it was more information about what's really happening on the ground 
and he's been able to get from the state emergency communications people since the beginning of the fires. And uh, so all that is only possible by the use of digital communications. And, uh, you know, it is a little bit more involved. But when you've got the people that are dedicated comms guys in your group that are, are learning this stuff, they're your lifeline to, you know, to the outside. And uh, uh, so I don't want people well, to my, feel so intimidated, but they feel like, oh, man, I'll do, I'll do voice. I'll pick up a mic and I'll say hello to somebody. But I don't know about all this digital computer stuff. Is uh, That's over my head. It's, well, my, it's really my not goal as bad. Is for us to, um, to get these people trained and with um, – your um some of your you know a lot of your amron people are jumping on board to help us um in different cities even um and the goal is to to train our people um because th- that isn't something yeah. you just watch a video and learn but it's something also that is very enjoyable and you you learn over time and 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 it, it it's a, i mean i guess it it's a skill you need or I mean, because your life can depend on it. So, um, but um, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. We're we're excited with what you guys are bringing to us for sure. And you know, there's yeah. I'm I'm sure we've got hundreds of core members, future core members, if not thousands, that will um, you know be dedicated to because you know PrepperNet. We're just an organization of meetings. Uh, what we do, uh, like with we uh, during the hurricane and what we did during the um, recent snowstorm, is really kind of out of our. We, we just do it because our we if our members are in trouble or in need, we want to be there for them, and we know that we've Absolutely. got to get to the we got to get there in, to the to the airwaves and off the internet to really be effective yeah. in in a real world situation i mean not that a snowstorm isn't but still we 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 need to make sure we're completely prepared not just prepared for you know something that we can rely on phone lines for or internet so um absolutely absolutely and also something that we we've we've done is actually incorporated a lot of our internet-based communications into our overall uh, emergency response, because what we've discovered is that uh, uh, while we, you know, used to dismiss any grid up or internet-based uh, type of uh, communications resources, because we're we, we don't want it to become a crutch. We're we're planning on you know that when there isn't any of that available, we have to have radio. Well, what we're learning is that in these real-world disasters. When it's there, you need to use whatever means necessary, what's available right. to you to communicate. Right. And yep. uh, we're also finding that, that the uh, cellular uh, network is extremely robust and resilient. It's uh, almost uh, like self-healing. You get a, a couple of towers that go down. It reroutes all the traffic through the, you know, between the towers that, that are up. Uh, but um, there are very real threats, a cyber threat, for example, could take down our telecommunications in an instant. Um, we're not even talking an EMP. Uh, the, the more realistic uh, is the uh, what we're discovering is that there are hostile foreign government entities that that could now they've been probing so long they've infiltrated so deep that uh, many of the uh, intelligence 
analysts, experts, they they believe that uh, foreign governments now have the capability at will to flip the switch and throw us into the dark in, in terms of communications, telecommunications. Wow. And wow. Uh, so um, if that happens, you've got hundreds of or thousands of Amron operators that are prepared to be completely self-reliant outside of any type of support network. But when it's there, we need to use it because it's extremely right. effective and it's robust. Right. But you got to have a backup plan. And that's, mm, that's yep. your wireless HF communications. So we are very excited working with um, with Amron and what you guys, your, 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 your knowledge and your willingness to help um, a lot of the PrepperNet newbies, I call them, because we, we do have a lot of, of newbies and, and you know everyone's afraid of it until we can get them i mean once we get them together in like a room and go okay yes. let's do this together which we did on the last um webinar that um mercury um zero one did um and he just went through every single question to help them get their license and now we're hearing reports all the time hey i took it i passed the test i passed the test and so now we're going to have to take that to yeah. the next level so we are looking forward to amron university um yeah, and and we know because I'm not sure we have enough internal people to train these people. That's why we're going to need Amron's help for sure. But so we're excited. Yeah, and I, I'm so excited. I enjoyed meeting with you the weekend of Thanksgiving over the longest coffee meeting I've ever had in my life. <laughs> yeah, it was great though. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And when when they. Uh, let, me, let me also uh, clear clear that up too. Uh, uh, I'm looking very much forward to doing Amron University. We're hoping to uh, break uh, the the first modules out in uh, January of 2019, but uh, due to some some uh, personal family issues that I'm that I'm dealing with right now, um, and I'm uh, it's really on my shoulders. I I'm spearheading that project. I really have to. Uh, although there's others that will be coming alongside to help me with that. I've got to uh, be on the lead on that, so we've had to push that back to this spring. So what I'm what okay. I mean is, no people need the help. We know that they need the training, and that's what this is going to be designed to do. However, until then, there if you go to Amron.com, there there are under resources. There's a there's a, a just getting started. You click on the getting started tab, and there's there's things to help you get started if you're brand new you're not even sure where to begin um there are tons of resources right there even if you don't join amron core and get tied into the the forums but that i'll tell you what there is there is more i can't even take credit for the forum because there are so many people in this network that are so brilliant and have such a wide array of backgrounds and specialties sharing knowledge and information. They're testing different equipment and gear. And uh, that alone is worth worth the membership fee. There's just so much. And there's people that are willing to answer questions right there and help. Oh, yeah. But even if you join Amron Core uh, and you just went yep. to Amron and just typed, you know, getting started or just typed in digital communications, just type in the word digital. And there's tons of information there about how you can, um, uh, you know, download the free software, quickly get it set up to be able to begin receiving communications, 
and uh, and start learning. Start putting one foot in front of the other, and then uh, we'll we'll try to get caught up with you here with getting Amron University out this spring along with the new SOI, and uh, that, that's the uh, signals operating instructions, and uh, those resources will be there. But there's just there's so many. Re- it, every time I give a presentation, also, I always remind them. Um, YouTube is your friend. There's yes. nothing on the internet, nothing on YouTube you can't learn. I don't care if you need to, you know, uh, uh, replace a starter in your truck, or if you need to learn how to program your radio. There's something there uh, for you to. You've got to be self-motivated. You got to be a self-starter. You've got yes. to. You've got to. This information <clears throat> it is right at your fingertips. College, college level, semester, in-depth level knowledge on on this stuff if you just uh youtube is just one example but that is a great example there's so many so many resources there how to build an antenna uh, what's you, the right antenna for a your radio uh, you need to be you know, a little kind of bit stuff. self-sufficient on this i mean self i mean you need there's the resources out there sometimes you just got to go out there and get it yourself instead of someone feeding it to you and just you know what i mean so just go out there and get it. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Um, one last little topic I want to talk about is because I listen to your podcast all the time. I listen to your your Freddy, uh, Radio Free Readout one um, just about weekly. And you always bring up this thing called faith. And, you know, and, you know, everyone, you know, the PrepperNet members and Prepping Academy, they know kind of where I stand. But I just want to, I mean... You always bring up faith in in what you're doing and why you're doing it, and I would love for you to kind of share that with our listeners and kind of your drive and your goal and your purpose and the kind of the real reason to because I mean because I hear your heart and you know I've seen I've looked at you in the eyes when you've talked about this and it it I think it really will um, our listeners need to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Um, well. First, uh, I am. A, I am uh, unabashedly. I am a Christian. Uh, I am a follower of Christ, the King. Um, he's not a, a wimpy little sandal-wearing hippie. He is. Uh, he's a warrior. He is uh, the King. And um, I, I just. Uh, I'm sold out. I'm sold out to Jesus. And when I first started Radio for Redoubt, I uh, really avoided I avoided talking about it because you know there, there, we, can, we could talk about these issues from a conservative patriot perspective without bringing religion into it. Because first of all, I am not a preacher. I don't want to be a preacher. Uh, I am just a, uh, I um, I'm very I have a very powerful testimony that that. Um, the things that God's done in my life and the things that uh, has impacted me and, and others um, is just indisputable. Um, the role that he's had in, in providence and protection over me. And uh, uh, so when, when I'm just talking about preparedness, well, you don't have to bring religion into it. Uh, when you talk about the, the political stuff going on in, the, in our country, uh, you don't have to bring religion into it, but it, it got to a point where um, it became very evident to me that that is 
the divider right there. Uh, mm-hmm. And not religion, but specifically uh, Christ in Christianity, especially as we see the hostility toward Christianity today. Um, everything else is tolerable, but the one thing that is not tolerable is is uh, a Christian principles, Christian beliefs. I believe that our country was founded on brilliant men uh, who were mostly all Christians. And uh, I think that if we have any hope of restoring something that the Founding Fathers envisioned for this country to be, uh, I think the, the formula, the magic ingredient, the, the special ingredient uh, was uh, our Christian faith. That, has, that is the one thing that has made our country exceptional. There's no question, there's no question that uh, the United States of America is exceptional. So what makes it exceptional? Right. Is it because we've got awesome mountains? Well, there's awesome mountains in the, in the Urals. You know, there's awesome right. mountains in, in Afghanistan. What makes us so awesome? Um, what's the thing, what's that thing that sets us apart? Um, and the, when, when it comes right down to it, I am convinced that it is our Christian faith that mm-hmm. is what makes America exceptional. And uh, the, from the very founding of it, there's no other country that was founded on it that, that has prospered like the United States. What, and what's right. interesting, too, if you look at Europe, Europe is falling. Europe is crumbling. Uh, they've, they've embraced their invaders. Uh, Islam is, is making their, the, the next round, what, 3.0 uh, invasion of Europe. And uh, there are places where, where Europeans cannot go. They're not even allowed to go. And uh, there's a couple of exceptions to that. One in particular stands out, and that's the nation of Hungary. In 2012, Hungary re, uh, ratified their new constitution, openly declaring themselves as a Christian nation. They're, wow. also, the, they're also the nation that is at the, in the crosshairs of the European Union, um, chastising Hungary for not embracing uh, this uh, Muslim migration movement, and they're saying, no, we're sealing our borders, we're not going to allow it because it's, it will threaten our nation. And uh, uh, so they take a lot of they take a lot of heat for that. But there's also they're also one of the very few countries in Europe in the European Union that are not experiencing uh, uh, terrorist attacks. Um, they're also prospering in in many different areas. They are exceptional. They're, they stand out from the rest of the European Union. The United States stands out from the rest of the world. And even the Chinese, I have this report. I don't have it in front of me because I wasn't expecting to talk about this. They, they did a <laughs> study on the United States. What's that? I said, sorry about that. No. Oh, so the communist Chinese did this academic study to determine what is it. Is it our military strength? Is it our economic model? Is it? And they said, no, that's, the, the economic model that the United States has is actually in, in several other countries. The natural resources that we have, there's other countries that are just as rich, if not richer, in many, in many respects. Um, our food production, it's, uh, our everything, they looked at everything and they finally boiled it down. This is communist, atheist, communist Chinese. They, they, their uh, final determination, what it, was, it was the Christian uh, foundation and the... Uh, essentially, the Christian nation, the Christian faith, 
that made the United States exceptional. And it just kind of strikes me as um, peculiar that the further we depart from that heritage, uh, the more trouble that we see. And we just, you know, I had, uh, you know, the other shooting a couple weeks ago at this uh, nightclub in California. And a uh, one of the legislators, a, a Democrat legislator in California, was saying, we need to come together to find a solution to end this violence. And uh, what's interesting is that... Uh, these people do not want, they want any solution that doesn't involve Christianity. They're looking for any new laws they can pass. They're, they're trying to find this, this, they're trying to figure out this, uh, this perplexing, vexing uh, dichotomy they've found themselves in. And uh, the, the violence that we're seeing in our in our country, and these senseless types of uh, killings, has nothing to do with the availability of guns, and it has nothing to do with mental illness. It's a spiritual illness, and uh, I'm convinced that if we did exactly what the Bible says, if we humbled ourselves, if we cried out to God, if we repented, He would heal our nation. He tells us He would do that, but that's the one solution that they don't want to hear. And uh, I believe that if we did that, our nation would be healed. But I'm also I'm also preparing, I guess, from a prepper perspective, I'm preparing for the consequences of our nation continuing down this this path of uh, essentially declaring war on God, and what that's meant historically, biblically, for God's people when they re- when they rebelled against Him and refused to turn back from those ways, uh, it led to their destruction. And uh, so Mm. I don't think that it's separable. I don't think, in my mind, to address the issues that we face in this nation and the potential future that we face, including and especially the solutions to those problems, I I think that uh, our Christian faith is inseparable from the political and social uh, situation that we're, that we're in. So uh, I'm very passionate about that, and I've, I've become more and more convinced. I'm passionate about that as a um, kind of a, it was an evolution, if you will, in my, in my mind as far as um, trying to talk about these issues, conservative issues and political and economic uh, preparedness issues without bringing up, God and bringing up the Bible and and uh, turning you know every topic into a ses- uh, a sermon, uh, which I which I don't do, but uh, it does come out often, regularly. Right. Yeah. Because and I appreciate they that. Are I, 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 and I think people really see your heart, and then they um um you know they they like following and. When they they know they see someone's motives and they see their heart, and I think that's why your core is so dedicated to um, your your plan and to you and your organization, which it it speaks volumes um, from what I've seen. Well, thank you. You, you know, so. it, and it's true. It's 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 uh, because of that. I guess that leadership message, that vision that I've I've cast out there. Amron is mostly all Christian. 
um, at, at various different degrees and levels. And yes, there's there's Protestants and there's Catholics and and uh, and so on. And there's people that well, they're 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 Christians because they go to church every Easter, right? So, right. But, uh, <laughs> but by and large, but um, I had a a guy that emailed me. Um, I don't know, like 18 months ago, he says, hey, I just joined, joined Amaron Core, but I got to let you know, I'm an atheist. And uh, he says, so I just want, I want to know what your response is. I said, well, can you operate a radio? And he says, yeah. I said, well, there you go. <laughs> so, <laughs> there you go. Um, you know, uh, we're, yeah. we're not, uh, we're not, uh, I hate the word inclusive. We're, we're, we're not, we're not, uh, we're not letting you in because, uh, because we're, we're inclusive. You, right. you have to be a radio operator. You have to be a communicator. If you're not a communicator, you don't belong in Amron. Yeah. You know. And uh, and besides that, hey, if the atheist if the atheist wants to join Amron and help us pass uh, critical communications and intelligence, um, that, then uh, great. And hopefully, uh, the faith of the other Amron members will rub off on him, and um, uh, I'd be just uh, thrilled to see somebody come to Christ because of that. And actually, that has happened. I've, Got some uh, incredible testimonies like that, uh, but yeah. uh, it has nothing to do with forcing our views or forcing our faith on anyone else. It's just um, let us practice our faith. We're not going to force it on you, but don't hinder us from practicing ours. It's a it's a natural right that's actually right. protected by the Constitution. But uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, there's no beef. If that you're was not awesome. A Christian, okay. Uh, Big deal. Can you operate a radio? That's what I want to know. Yep, that's awesome. Hey, I appreciate you coming on the show. Can you kind of tell us um, how people can um, join Amron or get more information and tell them about your podcast? You have two podcasts, I believe. Um, tell them how to listen to I, that. Well, and, they, and they need to subscribe, yeah. too, because they need to listen to that every single week. Go ahead. Yeah, I did. Well, there used to be two podcasts. I have I have two shows that are Radio Free Redoubt. It's on the uh, or on the radio in the uh, Spokane, Washington, uh, North Idaho, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho area um, on the AM and the FM dial, and that's on Saturdays. It's basically a thirty-minute show at nine AM to nine thirty uh, every Saturday every Saturday on Liberty Broadcasting, which is the American Christian Network affiliate uh, radio station. And then on Sunday evenings at 8 p.m. Pacific, uh, I do the, uh, the weekly, that's usually about an hour to an hour and 20-minute podcast uh, at RadioFreeRedoubt.com, and that's live streaming. And then uh, most, most uh, probably 90% of our listeners listen to the podcast version of it that after it's uploaded, say Monday morning for their commute, they'll They'll download the podcast yep. from Saturday and Sunday, and they'll listen to that throughout the week. But there was another podcast that I was doing. I hope to revive it this year, but I have I have so much to deal with right now. Um, it's it's not the top priority for me, but that was called Partisan Radio. And I think, what, 30, 40 episodes of that? Uh, quite a few. That's oriented specifically toward uh, emergency communications and uh Privacy, security, encryption, uh, anonymity, and that kind of thing. That kind of your trade craft type of partisan right. side of partisan radio, and then also the the uh, radio operations. 
But all those podcasts are still there. You can go and listen to them. I strongly encourage you to listen to those. And that's a project that I hope to revive um, later on this year after I get some of these other fires put out. But uh, <laughs> you can learn more by going to amron.com, and I, uh, A-M-R-R-O-N, or phonetically, Alpha Mike Romeo, Romeo Oscar November. That's amron.com. And uh, uh, just, just start, just explore. Um, just click on some of those tabs and uh, just kind of dive into the rabbit hole, read some of those postings, and then as things uh, you find yourself gravitating towards something that's, uh, that's of interest to you, uh, you can read more about that. There's a lot of information there. Now, how to join, uh, there is a, a tab called Join that will take you to our Join tab, and there is a, uh, a free Amron membership, and then there is a paid Amron Core membership. Now, there's something else, too, that I'm discussing with the advisory committee and eliminating, and that was uh, where you can sign up as a redoubter. In other words, you're not a radio operator, but you just want to be on the list so people know that you're in a, a certain community or area. Uh, but really, that's not serving any useful purpose as far as in, in terms of expanding the radio communications network. So we may be phasing that out. So I'm pretty certain that's going to be phased out. So you, okay. you're, you're, if you join Amron, you're expected to be a radio operator at some level, even if it's just with the FRS right. held radio and a, and a scanner sitting on your desk, um, something. But you need to be uh, – we expect that you will contribute to the network. And uh, these these recent disasters really revealed to us as much as we've grown, as many as we have out there, we still have some major gaping holes in our coverage for communications. So we really want to encourage people to uh, to get others in your community up and running uh, to join a start a local Amron net that you guys can do uh, on your own. We will give you the tools to do that. We've got net scripts, um, all the information to help somebody that wants to be a net control station operator where you run your own net and we give you everything you need to get up and running to be able to do that. So uh, hey, and in Charlotte, we're getting ready yeah. to start one. Um, uh, I don't know his Amron call sign, so I won't say his name. But um, he's been doing Simplex here in Charlotte, and he's getting ready to go to a repeater. And so we're looking forward to that because um, um, uh, I'm starting to get the word out, you know, that my members, now yep. that they've taken the test, now they've got to join Amron, now they've got to start participating in Amron Nets and learn what, you know, a one-time pad is, all this top-secret code that we talk about. Um, and, yeah. you know, and, and I already know we are, I got like six or seven Black Echo people here in town. And in the Good area, deal. actually, probably I, I know of like 15 people because I reached out and asked them about 15 people I know of kind of bought the and got the rig set up that you suggested on your site. And that's kind of what I um, I know, you know, a lot of people have around here. So, but anyway... Hey, we got to um, we got to let you go. I know I'm keeping you way too long, and man, I appreciate you being on the show, and look forward to working with you and and um, handing you off a, a bunch of new hams that can learn and, and and grow with your organization as well. And still, you know, it, that's kind of cool because a PrepperNet person can be an Amron Core member. And still be dedicated to your cause, but still they're uh, still a prepper, and so that's kind of um, yeah they're dedicated to their to their family to their local yes. uh, uh, preparedness 
network in their own community, yep. but they're, they're you know they're they're building a lifeline to the outside to a larger network of people that are like minded. They're sharing information with each other and uh, all have the same vision and 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 the same concerns as well. And thank you for everything that you're doing with PrepperNet. It is just exploding. It's exciting to see uh, you know the uh, folks that are really waking up that are getting the tools and all the other resources you've got coming on there with you know, Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy and uh, Sam Culper and all these others that are just this whole network of information sharing and uh, getting folks more self-reliant and prepared, you know, to, to face, to, to get through these challenging times that we have coming ahead. And, uh, and so they can contribute. It, it's not, uh, and I'll just, leave, I'll just uh, end with this, I guess. And that is that uh, not to not to look at prepping as preparing for this major disaster, and then your brain stops there. Right. We're planning to get through a, a major catastrophic event so that we can contribute to the rebuilding on the other side of that, because there will be mm-hmm. a tomorrow, and uh, and we want to be you know be able to contribute. So. Uh, and it, this is also this is not anti-government at all. We've come alongside governments, no. um, uh, local municipal governments. Um, we believe in government. The, it's biblical. God, God has a uh, a biblical outline for how government should be responsible. Um, they should uphold and defend the righteous. Um, they're supposed to persecute the wicked. And uh, we want that. We want judges who judge uh, in the fear of the Lord and righteously, and uh, not accept, uh, you know, bribes. I mean, these are all biblical principles. We're, we're pro-government. We're pro-government that is uh, not corrupt, and a government that's responsible and that upholds and adheres to the rule of law and the law of the land, the Constitution. And I don't think that's too much to ask. No, so, uh, but we will not. We will not. Uh, ever participate or support or aid any government that is going to act unlawfully. Like, for example, uh, they need communications resources to help coordinate the rounding up of citizens or their firearms and and so on. That's uh, not going to happen. Right. Absolutely. Well, JJS, John Jacob Schmidt from Amron, we thank you so much for being on. Thank you for going extended time with me. Um, and thank you for your friendship and the partnership that we're going to be moving forward with. And thank you for being with my expert counsel for PrepperNet. And some exciting news I'll just kind of share. I'm getting ready to send a letter out to all my expert panel members. In like ten, the last 10 days, we've had over 1,000 people join, which is crazy. Wow. So we're expanding yeah. big time. That is crazy. 1,000 people have joined, and there's different reasons for that. But, um, hey, I appreciate your time, and God bless you, and we will talk to you soon. You as well. All right, keep up the great work, and God bless you, and uh, Merry Christmas. Yes, Merry Christmas to you as well. Take care. Okay, bye now. Hey, guys, that was John Jacob Schmidt from Amron. Oh, what a pleasure it is to have such a godly man, a man with a vision that is implementing his vision throughout the United States to make sure that we uh, can have a, a way to communicate, to share information. 
And I encourage you to get your ham license. Join PrepperNet, join Amron. You know, one of the statements I make all the time, and I'm, I said this up at a um, a um, conference up in um, Waynesville, North Carolina, and didn't mean to upset people, but if if a major grid, you know, um, down happens, you will not talk to your family members outside of 200 miles ever again. You just won't. It's just not going to happen. Um, if it's a major more than a month or two, it's going to get so chaotic. You need to have a communication plan, and that is um, you just don't pick up one of these ham radios and learn how to do it. It's not a walkie-talkie. Um, they can be used that for local, but it's you got to have the, the, the knowledge, the practice, and Amron is in the game of not in the game, in the business of teaching people, getting them prepared for real-world communications. And that's why at PrepperNet, we're encouraging all our members to join, um, become a core member, learn the the, the techniques. Um, it's just one part of your preparedness. Um, food, water, fire, shelter, and you got to have, you know, First aid, medical, you got to have ham, you got to have, you just got to have communications. And this is a um, a great organization. You guys need to support them. Um, so, guys, I appreciate it. Go to PrepperNet.com for the website. Join. We have a premium and basic membership. Um, you, you support us by um, becoming a premium member. Um, if you can't afford it, um, we have a basic that, ha- you know, has a lot of great features for you as well and um, you're listening to the prepping academy radio show and i um forrest tenderfoot will be back with us hopefully next week um think you had some church events tonight but i uh, appreciate it that's at preppingacademy.com go and join our mailing list and let us and we'll let you know who's coming up next you guys take care and god bless and we'll talk to you next time in in a week take care Thanks for listening to the Prepping Academy podcast. Preppers unite at www.preppingacademy.com.